Hi, welcome to Math and Musings. I'm Mike O'Connell, creator of Math and Musings, and your host. Stay tuned for 15 minutes of science, politics, news, and opinion. In other words, Math and Musings. Today's date is Friday, May 5th, 2023. This is Season 3, Episode 18 of our show. A couple things... Well, one is that not only is this the 18th episode this season, this is now episode 101 overall. We're over 100 episodes. And I'm also happy to report we're also consistently now getting over 100 downloads every week. I know some people are like thousands and millions, but eh, triple digits on the downloads every week and triple digits on the episodes. That's good. You know, I make the same amount of money on this podcast, which is to say zero, dollars no matter how many people are listening but you know what i like to think that people are listening to the program as i welcome you who are listening to the program right now if you're hearing this you're already listening so thank you very much i usually say something about the numbers in the day all right it's it's five five it's cinco de mayo and it's uh you got a double number there and that the date is 23. I mean, the, the 2 and 3 add up to 5. So you've got like 5, 5, 5 going on there. To me, when I hear the number 55, there's one thing that sticks out in my mind. This was going back to spring of 1995. Michael Jordan had just come back playing for the Bulls again on the second time around. This uh, was his fifth game. I remember this, his fifth game back. After some, you know, decent but not Jordan-esque performances when when he returned, wearing the number 45, if you remember that one, he put up 55 points against the Knicks in, uh, as I said, his fifth game back. I loved the Knicks when I was a kid. And like, And I, I hate to jinx it, but I've, I've said this other places that, uh, well, this is the year, right? This is the 50th anniversary of the Knicks' most recent championship. I'm not going to say last championship, their most recent championship, 1973. I've been waiting my whole life so far uh, for this to come around again. This could be the year. I mean, the Knicks, uh, they they dropped game one against uh, Miami. However, that's, that's as far as I'm up to as I'm recording this, uh, that uh, that they won a playoff series was, was the first time in quite a number of years. And... Um, would hold the pattern of teams winning in their 50th uh, year since the previous championship. Milwaukee did it two years ago when the Bucks won in 2021. They hadn't won since 1971. Knicks won in 73. They're due, right? They're due for a win in 23. So if you hadn't heard that before, catching it now. Uh, speaking of 55, this is the other thing. It was 55 years from the introduction of the Big Mac in the United States to their realizing they, being McDonald's executives, hey, we could just sell the Big Mac sauce on the side. People would buy it. Uh, duh, I'm one of those guys. Of course I would buy Big Mac sauce on the side. It's the sauce that makes the Big Mac. And uh, now you can just buy the sauce a la carte. Big fan of that. Why it took him 55 years to figure that one out. That's even worse than the vanilla Frosties somehow. Like, why does it take you so long to come up with this? But you can do it now. That's the big news in uh, in the world these days. You can now get Big Mac sauce on the side. It's the biggest news everywhere you go. 
except in Binghamton, New York, my hometown, uh, which uh, Hockey News, the uh, magazine in the 70s, called it Hockey Town USA. I had forgotten to mention that. Like, I had said a week or two ago, like, oh, you know, when I was a kid, it wasn't baseball. Like, Binghamton was a hockey town. It still sort of is. And I said, like, oh, they didn't have a pro team now. Yes, they do. They do. They don't have an AHL team anymore, American Hockey League. I didn't spell it out last time. They've got a Federal Prospects Hockey League team called the Binghamton Black Bears, and I saw them play in what was a victorious playoff series win, making the semifinals of the Commissioner's Cup. I stupidly called it the Commander's Cup last week. It's not Commander's. Commander's is the name of my local NFL team. More on that later. And I'll tie the stories together. You'll see how deftly I do that. The Binghamton Black Bears won their opening round series uh, against the defending champions. And then, uh, unfortunately, this past weekend, lost a three-game series to the Danbury Hattricks. I assume that's Danbury, Connecticut, uh, with a three-game defeat uh, at the hands of the Hat Tricks. This is a cool nickname, by the way, the Hat Tricks. Anyway, valiant effort, but uh, lost the series. They had won the opening game. Binghamton won the opening game at home. Uh, a trouncing, 6-1. to one. And it makes me think, like, Danbury was the number one seed before this whole thing started. And, uh, like, of course they're going to win the series. 90% of games are won by the better team. They're objectively the better team. But like you wonder, like how was Binghamton able to uh, hand them such a vicious loss? Like my only thought is like I mentioned before, like these guys have other jobs. Or what? Like Jimmy couldn't play because he had to work at his other job that night, and that that's why the the team wasn't as good. I don't know. Uh, the, so Binghamton won that first game six to one, and then they lost a couple uh, games in Danbury after that five to two, and then three to one. Although that game was close, I'm. It's one of those, I'm watching, watching, doing the air quotes with my fingers. The, the way I'm seeing the score updates is like I'm looking at it, like hitting the refresh on my phone. Uh, it, Binghamton scored uh, early, and Danbury responded within a few minutes. So the game was 1-1 to most of the game. Danbury scores. It's 2-1. to Binghamton uh, pulls its goalie at the end of the game. So... Uh, Danbury scores an empty netter, so the final score is 3-1. to one. Anyway, it was a close game, and well-played Binghamton Black Bears, a team that I didn't even really realize existed until long ago. I'm the biggest uh, Black Bear booster now. Talk about a fair-weather fan. Uh, but hey, I've been going to hockey games at uh, the arena, and yeah, if you're, just, if you're from Binghamton, you just call it the the arena. It's like, you know, the garden is Madison Square Garden, or the stadium is Yankee Stadium. The arena. Established 1973. Yeah, that one's 50 years also. It was uh, the Broom Dusters, the first regular tenant of the, then known as the uh, Broom County Veterans Memorial Arena. More on that later. Broom Dusters of the North American Hockey League, which was the, the league that was parodied, if you will, in the movie Slapshot. Just watch the movie Slapshot with Paul Newman, among others, and 
Yeah, that was what was going on in Binghamton in the 70s. One team is actually called Broome County, in, uh, or the other way around, in that movie. So the uh, arena opens 1973. These I had to look up. First act there was uh, Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus, and it wasn't even done yet. This is spring 73. They're like still doing construction on said arena. They just let the circus come in. I don't know what exactly it looked like at the time. This is a little bit before my time. I was born in 1982, by the way. So the things you're about to hear, I, I had to look these up. The first musical act at the completed arena was uh, this band called Chicago. Like, they get name acts to come in. The, art, the arena was state-of-the-art at the time. And Chicago had a, a lesser-known act as its warm-up band, and uh, it was this guy named uh, Bruce. He, he was from New Jersey. Uh, uh, Springsteen. Uh, yeah, Springsteen opening for Chicago in 1973 at the Broome County Veterans Memorial Arena. And that's the name I knew it by for decades. Um, yeah, that is called Broome County. And it, it's named for, let's face it, veterans. It, they're government employees. Hey, I'm a government employee too. It's okay. That... Uh, a joke for years there. The later the baseball stadium too. You know, some folks around my town say this. Well, this this should just be called Taxpayer Stadium or Taxpayer Arena. Yeah, there's some public funding going in, into that, and um, that that's the local hook here because where I live now, we're talking about bringing our local NFL team. That would be the Washington Commanders, formerly known as the football team to my backyard, basically, in Sterling, Virginia. These things are never built solely with private funding anymore. Like, I I don't even know the details of the whole thing. They're, like, hashing it out. Like, that you even have to speak to government officials about this. It, you're already going down the slippery slope here. Like, I start reaching for my wallet instinctively when I hear about this new stadium going up. Like, But I'm torn because, like, well, I'm an NFL team in my backyard. That does sound cool. But I do have this overlying principle of, of life and politics that I I don't want to be using taxpayer money for like the thing that I want. It's like no, because I figure other people are going to do that too. It's the classic line about uh, you know politician tells you I'm going to spend other people's money on you without spending any of your money on anyone else. Like yeah, I, I realize that that's a fallacy. That's just wishful thinking. So the the Broome County Veterans Memorial Arena was known for a time in the early-ish 2000s uh, with, as the uh, the word Mains was on. There it was like the Floyd L. Mains uh, Veterans slash Veterans Memorial Arena. And then now it's the Visions Federal Credit Union Veterans Memorial Arena. Just the arena. If you're in, in Binghamton, it's the arena. Where are they playing the game? It's, oh, it's at the arena. Where is this thing? At? Oh, it's at the arena. Right. And uh, yeah, taxpayer arena. Everyone pays for pl- pays for it. Yeah, and then plays there too. They've had everybody like through the years. Look through the major acts that have come through. It's everybody. Like early days, arguably the two greatest entertainers of the 20th century. Uh, one of them's named Sinatra. The other's named Elvis. And yeah, both of them played there in the 70s. Uh, Sinatra in '76. And I I had look up the set list. It's interesting. Like there was no. I've got you under my skin. There was no Strangers of the Night for a while there. 
Strangers was was out of the act. It's, I'd say that Sinatra didn't like to like to do it. Um, the set closer was My Way because this is before New York, New York. This is 1976. Sinatra didn't record New York, New York until uh, commercially 1979, although he was putting in the act before then. Elvis, this one was interesting. I looked up the date because I knew he had performed there. Back-to-back sellout shows in May of 1977. Noteworthy because he died in August. Like, I don't know how many more gigs Elvis played after he was at the arena, but couldn't have been too many. Uh, died shortly thereafter. And at the age of 42, by the way, which used, I used to hear that when I said like, oh, Elvis died when he was 42. Oh, he lived, he lived a pretty long life. He, he got through there. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty close to that number now. And realizing, no, that's, that's way too early. Um, and then uh, bands that are, that are still around. Here's one that I've seen recently. Um, there's these guys from Vermont uh, called Fish uh, with a PH. They played at the arena, this is December 1995. I'm looking at my shelf and I'm seeing the commercially released, that's right, an actual commercial release, not just the bootleg of uh, as hippie bands do. Um, of And it was their first of, of a long set, uh, the live volume one. This was released a few years later, but it's from December 95. Interesting things I would say about the set is like, all right, well, it opens with Susie Greenberg. And that just that just makes me happy. Um, there's a keyboard army in there, which I think got shelved for a while, all, all four guys uh, playing keyboards. There's a tweezer, but no tweezer reprise. Uh, interesting. Uh, it ends with Slave to the Traffic Light. And then the, the encore, for those who uh, are interested in more than just jam bands, Encore is uh, is Hendrix. Encore is acts as bold as love. And if you're wondering where all this has come from, well, yeah, the secret life as is, is a hippie is this guy. And, uh, well, it's just, it proves you can't be conservative and serious all the time. So that'll give you a little idea of what's going on here. Like, I'm looking at myself right now, and I'm looking at CDs. Yeah, CDs. I've got Fish, I've got Sinatra, and I've got Elvis on my shelf over there. I had some Hendrix, too. So as I say, you can't be conservative and serious all the time. Anyway, and now you're hearing some uh, classy jazz. That's me playing the piano, by the way, on this song I wrote. Uh, the song's called Going Home. It's the final track on jazz impressions of a boy named Franklin. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have enjoyed this varied 15 minutes of uh, entertainment. I hope it has been entertaining for you. In the intervening time before next week, to get more math and musings, well, you can head to MikeOConnellJr.com.